Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Shauna, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. A prayer for resurrection hope. Lord God, whose Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, triumphed over the powers of death and prepared for us our place in the new Jerusalem, grant that we, who have this day given thanks for his resurrection, may praise you in that city of which he is the light and where he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Lord, as we read your words in scripture, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead us and give us understanding. Lord, we ask that you would draw near and meet with us and lead us into your kingdom today. Daniel chapter 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. Then the king commanded Ashpenaz, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility, youths without blemish, of good appearance, and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge and understanding, and competent to stand in the king's palace, and to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. The king assigned them a daily portion of the food the king ate, and of the wine that he drank. They were to be educated for three years, and at the end of that time they were to stand before the king. Among these were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah of the tribe of Judah. And the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. Daniel he called Belteshazzar, Hananiah he called Shadrach, Mishael he called Meshach, and Azariah he called Abednego. 
But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who assigned your food and your drink. For why should he see that you are in worse condition than the youths who are of your own age? So you would endanger my head with the king. Then Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Test your servants for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this manner and tested them for ten days. At the end of ten days it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four youths, God gave them learning and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. At the end of the time when the king had commanded that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king spoke with them, and among all of them none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they stood before the king, and in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in all his kingdom. And Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm going to give a brief overview of the context and background of Daniel so that we can orient this book within the bigger picture of the Bible being a unified story that leads to Jesus. So the book of Daniel takes place during the Babylonian exile, which was prophesied by Isaiah a hundred plus years before. It's important to remember that the Babylonian exile occurred as a punishment for Israel's disobedience to God. He allowed it. He is in control. Um, the first half of Daniel is a narrative telling of his time in exile, and the second half is composed of apocalyptic visions from Daniel. So after my initial reading of this chapter, my mind went two different places. First, I immediately made the connection between Daniel's circumstance and the circumstance we as Christians find ourselves in, that we are elect exiles. Thanks to Justin and Greg for walking us through 1 Peter. Second, I kind of just started to piece together the major events from chapter 1. So we have Daniel and his friends who are Israelites from the tribe of Judah. They're taken from their home to Babylon. Their names are changed from ones that linked them to God and his characteristics to names whose meanings connected them to Babylonian deities. They were also put on a special diet of food that the king ate and educated on the Babylonian beliefs and culture. The whole purpose was to assimilate them into Babylonian life. As we read in verse 8, Daniel stood his ground when it came to the food he ate. The commentary on my ESV study Bible says this, Daniel and his friends avoided the luxurious diet of the king's table as a way of protecting themselves from being ensnared by the temptations of the Babylonian culture. They used their distinctive diet as a way of retaining their distinctive identity as Jewish exiles and avoiding complete assimilation into the Babylonian culture. 
okay, so they refuse to eat the king's food, so they, you would expect them to refuse to become educated as well. That's actually not the case. Um, verse 17 says, God gave them learning and skill in all literature and wisdom. And then verse 20 says, And in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in all his kingdom. What? Why one and not the other? So why would they refuse to eat the food, but then, you know, participate in this part of the culture of Babylon by being educated by them? So my trusty study Bible sheds a bit of light on this as well. God placed them in a, new, in a unique position where they could be a blessing to their captors and build up the society in which they found themselves while at the same time enabling them to remain true to him amid extraordinary pressures. So this begs the question, what does this have to do with me now? Several weeks back, when Justin introduced 1 Peter, he listed two temptations we have while in exile. One, we don't fully step into our identity as an exile. And two, we lose our identity in Christ and take on that of the world. I think Daniel models this so well for us. He sets boundaries for his assimilation, but also fully steps into his identity as an exile. This is a both and kind of scenario, not either or. Let's think about those two temptations for a moment. Is there one that reflects your lifestyle more than the other? I'm going to rephrase those temptations into questions for us to think about. Do you neglect to step into your identity as an exile, not engaging in or contributing to your culture and community? Or have you lost your identity in Christ and taken on that of the world? Let me read those one more time. Do you neglect to step into your identity as an exile, not engaging in or contributing to your culture and community? Or have you lost your identity in Christ and taken on that of the world?
Father God, we thank you for your word today. May it penetrate our hearts and minds and influence the way we live. Show us how to live as exiles, loving and serving those around us while remaining loyal to you. We ask that you reveal to us any areas of our lives that may need to be reoriented. We give you all the praise and glory through our lives and by our prayers. May your kingdom come.